This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Shall we begin? Going for family. I'm not family. No. Your cargo. Okay. If I'm taking you with me, you do what I say when I say it. If you come this far, then you know it's out there. You're not gonna scare us. You scared him. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And together we are reviewing the halfway mark. Uh, we're reviewing at the halfway mark, rather, the first season of The Last of Us, which is out on HBO and was, I think, one of the most eagerly anticipated adaptations of a very, very beloved game. So full disclosure, I've never played the game. Um, I don't actually know very much about it at all, except for the basic premise. And I think that's an important perspective to bring to this because despite that, we're only four episodes in and I love this show so, so much. Um, I don't think you need to have known the game or played it to appreciate what the show is trying to do. It does all the things that a great TV show does, which is um, the perfect blend of emotions. There is a little, there is a fair amount of horror, um, but it keeps you wanting to know what happens. And uh, I, I love it so much and I'm so looking forward to the rest of the show. Oh, I'm so glad you said that and you brought up the game uh, comparisons because um, I remember when we reviewed Uncharted a couple of years ago, oh. I think now. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, and I said it's so difficult to enjoy the movie as someone who knows the game because I cannot stop comparing. Uh, so I watched it as a completely different thing. I had to like compartmentalize and, and, and do all the mental gymnastics. Um, and even then the movie wasn't so good, right? And it's developed by the same studio that made The Last of Us, uh, Naughty Dog. And now you have this TV show that has no reason or, or being this good, you know, telling me that I don't have to do mental gymnastics, that I can just watch and think of the game at the same time, and I can make those comparisons. Um, and it, it it's so seamless, and it actually respects the source material so much. Um, I, I love this show. Uh, I think that even though 2023 is still new, uh, it's only February, I, this might be the best TV show of the year already and we're not even we're not even done with the whole season we're at like episode four and i think i can say that it's it's the best tv of the year i literally said that to sharmila before we came in because i it's very early but i love it and i actually have not felt um as as you all know actually i don't tend to watch shows as the episodes drop. Um, I, I have a tendency to let it pile up, ignore all the chatter, just let the memes flow and fly by. And then later on, I engage with it. And weeks later, I'm like, wow, huh? That tree, you know, <laughs> and, and nobody cares anymore. Um, so this is the first time in a while that I'm actually water coolering the show. I'm watching it and, and at, you know, every Monday or Tuesday coming in and going, what just happened? And I love it so much. I feel like such an old school fan. I'm, I'm reading stuff and finding stuff about the songs they use. It's a nice experience. I feel young again. 
Yes. Well, I watched all four at once over the last weekend. You have had weekend. a completely different viewing experience I to us. I really yeah. have. And that's because you guys sort of pre-warned me so many times about how I'm going to be scared. I mean, I'm, I'm famously chicken about horror. I'm still a chicken. I, I was the one who found this scary. Uh, mm. So because of all of the warnings, I had to time it to not watch it at night, to make sure there was plenty of sunlight outside, to make sure that I wasn't going to be alone. So there's a lot of pre-prepping I had to do. As it turned out, I didn't need it. I wasn't as disturbed by the show as I expected to be. Um, that doesn't mean that it's not disturbing. I suppose maybe this isn't the kind of horror that freaks me out as much. But I agree. Um, not only do I think it's one of the best shows that I've seen of late, I think this possibly might contain one of the best episodes I've ever seen in any TV show in a really long time. And that's... Um, I don't want to give away too much, but I think the show surprised me because you hear zombie TV show and apocalypse and this isn't really what you would expect. Yeah, and I'm also seeing like a lot of comments um, saying that The Last of Us did in four episodes what The Walking Dead couldn't do in 11 seasons, which I feel is so unfair because The Walking Dead was incredible in the beginning, the earlier seasons, and it paved the way for shows like The Last of Us. It paved the way for The Last of Us game. Um, that's also because of The Walking Dead. Um, but I think what The Last of Us does is so different uh, compared to The Walking Dead because in that show the zombies were not really the villains, right? It was, uh, they were a threat. But then the people were the villains. The, the apocalypse brought out the worst in people and, and ended their, like, quote-unquote, humanity. But in The Last of Us, the enemy are the infected. Um, you know, it, it's, it's another, like, invasive organism. And the show focuses on all the good things about being human and what it means to uh, be human in a world that doesn't uh, allow for those things anymore. So like love and relationships, music, art, a uh, sense of protecting the young and, and preserving the future, all those things. Um, and it becomes more about living and, and not just surviving. So I think that core, that, that angle allows for so many different kinds of storytelling methods and plots compared to other shows like The Walking Dead. So I think... Premise-wise, I'll keep it very simple because I went in not knowing much. Um, I knew the game was huge. I knew it was a big deal. I knew it involved uh, a man and a child. So all those things I think we can talk about and also it's hard to avoid. But The Last of Us is a road trip thing um, involving involving Joel and Ellie um, Joel being tasked to move Ellie from one location to another. Ellie's a child. Um, and in a world where it's really fallen. Civilization has fallen um, because of the infected. I, I think it's nice to discover what the infected are for yourself. Um, most likely people already know, but I didn't. And it was quite nice to head in not knowing. Um, and the reason why I feel like it's okay to keep it vague is firstly, we're all like really, really strongly telling you to watch it. So if you haven't, <laughs> if, you know, I, I feel like the recommendation is strong enough to overcome the lack of story that we're sharing. Um, but the other thing is, I feel strongly about this. I don't think that you need to be a sci-fi or zombie or thriller fan to enjoy Last of Us. And that's interesting because when people think apocalypse and zombie, they think that you have to be a certain type of viewer. But I don't think that that's the case for the show. I don't think so either, but I do think that it's a hard sell uh, for people who are not used to those things, um, which is why I hope they're listening to us mm. and, and, and you know taking it seriously when we say... Honestly, if you're not a fan of horror, if you're not a fan of post-apocalyptic sci-fi in sci particular, yeah. you might think you're not going to enjoy this, but there's so much here to enjoy. Um, 
I think it's worth saying that uh, the show is beautiful as well. Um, for as much as it is set in such a bleak setting, uh, there are scenes in the show that really blew me away. What the world looks like when, you know, most of civilization isn't around anymore. Um, what a world just left to its own for decades could turn into um, even the more sort of horrifying aspects of the show. They are genuinely beautiful to look at. Um, and then on top of it, you have just the human relationships that the, that the show develops so well. Um, and I think having come out of the pandemic and lockdowns is a particularly poignant time to watch the show because a lot of it reminded me of perhaps the fears that we had when we were going through those things. I think uh, The Last of Us, the show, is to horror and sci-fi what Andor is to Star Wars. Like, you don't have to Ooh, be... That's yes. a great analogy, yeah. yeah. Right? Mm. Yeah. Um, I also love how the show doesn't try to fix, quote-unquote, the game in any kind of way, uh, like most adaptations try to do, right? Like, the, the Hollywood studios come in and they think they have to fix everything because video games are not good enough. Um, the Last of Us, the, the game, is one of the most cinematic things ever made. Uh, it doesn't need a TV show or an adaptation because it's already better than, like, 95% of TVs, uh, TV shows and movies that come out already in terms of, like, scope and cinematography and stuff. So I love that the show is um, the show is doing its best to translate the visual language of the game, uh, the atmosphere of the game, the the scenery. Uh, probably because like Neil Druckmann, who who runs Naughty Dog, is so heavily involved in the making of the TV show. But the game has such a specific post-apocalyptic look; it's so recognizable. And I'm honestly amazed at how accurate some of the the set pieces and the look of the the cityscapes and stuff are. So it's trying to like enhance and expand and add on to stuff. But the foundation is still the game. Um, and I honestly cannot tell you how appreciative I am that they they stuck to that on, on, a, on a platform like HBO, like a prestige TV platform. Worth saying that the uh, other show creator is Craig Mazin, who is responsible for Chernobyl. Hence, yes. uh, you know, hence the, the, the pacing and the look and the attention to detail that if you watched and enjoyed Chernobyl, and many people did, then you would see, I think, that there's a pretty clear through line. Uh, we're talking today about The Last of Us, which uh, we all really, really are enjoying four episodes in so far. Let us know, have you been have you been watching it as well? Did you play the game and therefore come to the show that way? Uh, or are you just, you know, not knowing anything? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Best flipping moments. BFM 89.9, The Business Station. BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Sharmila and Arvin. And together we're talking about The Last of Us, which is currently four episodes in to its first season. Uh, the fifth episode is going to be dropping a little bit earlier, actually, in order to sidestep Super Bowl Sunday. So oh. yeah, we're going to be able to watch it a bit earlier, which I think tells you maybe a little something about how excited we are about the show. 
Oh, I'm so glad because when we got to the fourth episode, I actually started feeling withdrawals already. Right. Uh, and of course, as as I said, I watched all four over the course of a weekend. So clearly I'm a little bit addicted right now. Um, but it's got to do also with the way the story is laid out. There is such a great forward momentum, but then it doesn't feel... so. Part of my challenge sometimes with things that are adapted from, say, a book or even a, a game is that there is a larger story arc and the show knows it needs to head somewhere. And then therefore, each episode almost feels like it's not so focused on telling a good story in itself, but it's more interested in the larger arc. This doesn't do that. Every episode is so well done. There's something important going on in each one. It's invested in relationships, I think. Yes. And mm. every episode has such great relationships that even just sitting within the space of that and and some episodes are long but you don't feel it no not at all the pacing is so so good um can i also say like just how glad i am that they they kept the theme song from the video game and used it as the opening theme i was gonna ask whether that's from the game because i love the theme it's so good like and i didn't know i didn't know that's what they were gonna do so watching the pilot the first episode and then you 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 hear the theme and it hits and you're like oh my god are they using the same music it's so so good um because it has such an amazing score the game it doesn't have to be recomposed so the work is already done so i'm glad that they're just like bringing it over um and the music is such a big part of the game's identity and the the atmosphere so just to hear that play at the start of every episode sets the tone and and you know what you're getting into la um it's stuff like that. Just the attention to detail, the clothes that the characters wear, the the the, the, the magazines that they pick up, uh, the music <laughs> that they listen to. Um, everything tells you that so much effort went into this. And I know that I'm going on and on about the game, but it's like you never get this. Like when you play a video game, you never get adaptations that are this good. You, you just get like something lackluster and that's like at best. I was going to say that there's um, there's... The episode that Sharmila you were referring to earlier that I, I you know we can't really talk too much about mostly because it's wonderful to go in and just appreciate it when you get there. Um, but there is this scene that just gave me chills and it's looking out the window. The shot is you know looking through the window of a house that you've come to know very well. And the showrunners were talking about how they wanted to tribute the game by making sure that there would always be windows um, through which you look out because that's in the opening credits, is it, in the game? I, am I getting this right? It, it's an important you know, kind of visual. And I think mm-hmm. that that tells you something about the attention to detail not overcoming the show because it would be very easy to be slavish um, in the appreciation of the game and then you just end up going like, well, am I watching a a playthrough or am I watching a show? And I think that there is still um, great storytelling to be had. Can we talk about the performances? Because I mean, I mean, so Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey um, are our central figures and I love them. I love them. I would die for them. I love them so much. I mean, I've been steadily loving Pedro Pascal more and more. Like ever since he was Oberyn Martel, every single thing he's done, he's been great. Uh, This I feel is, I mean, I hope there are more peaks, but this is definitely a peak for him. Um, And then Bella Ramsey, of course, again from Game of Thrones. Um, They're so good. Their chemistry is so good. I was shocked to find out Bella Ramsey is actually 19 because she plays 14 in the show and she does it so well. You can, that that sort of perfect balance between being a kid that grew up too fast in a world that is extremely difficult, but still being so childlike. She's amazing. Still a kid. Yeah, Yeah. amazing. Mm. 
what is it about Pedro Pascal having to look after cargo children? Right? You know? <laughs> like, things, like being smaller than him. Being smaller than him. Cargo children that he somehow gets, you know, ineffably attached to. Like, like it's just yeah. a thing. It's a thing in his career at this point. Yeah, it's just like, it's, it's, it's all the characters that he wants to play. Um, <laughs> the, the, the thing is, right, like Pedro Pascal and, and Bella Ramsey don't look that much like Joel and Ellie. Uh, their faces, at least, like they embody the characters so well. Like the essence, they got of, the of hair. The they got the hair. <laughs> yeah, they got they, the... weirdly, they got the hair really, really on point. It's strange. Like the wig work is so good yeah. in, in this show. <laughs> no, um, seriously, I was amazed. Wig department giving it the most. No, yeah, from the yeah, back, props. from the back, side by side, the jaws look the same. It's something they else. They look exactly yeah. the same. Or, or in like silhouette, when yeah. you see the shadows, they're like, oh, okay. But then like not so much. Um, but this is where like nerd culture gets gets annoying sometimes. Lah, because I remember like game fans were so upset when they were cast. Uh, Bella Ramsey especially saying she looks nothing like Ellie. Um, but I, I guess like that's the point of an adaptation, right? They're not supposed to, they're supposed to feel like the characters, like in essence. It doesn't matter if they look that much like the characters or not, like Hugh Jackman and, and Wolverine. Um, and also like who would complain about Pedro Pascal being cast as anything? Like if you have a favorite <laughs> character and they say like, oh, he's going to be played by Pedro Pascal in a, in a live action adaptation. You're like, oh yes, okay. Like, like who cares whether he looks like that person or not? I and so those two are amazing. Um, I've really been enjoying uh, Anna Torv as well. Um, oh, playing. she was excellent. Yes, um, and then there are a number of other people. Um, so Nick Offerman's in the show. He's in the trailers. You will have seen him. And I think the Nick Offerman's character and his particular story arc is just—it's so beautiful. It's such a high point. I feel like I've said it a lot this week, but Nick Offerman is another actor that I always get really excited to see in anything. Um, like You're Billy right. Piper. Like Billy Piper, like <laughs> Andrew Scott, like Pedro Pascal. It's one of those weeks. Um, but he is so good. Nick Offerman is so good. Um, you're right. I, and, and I'm excited to see who else and what other characters pop up on the show because I'm starting to get a sense that it's that kind of show, that they're going to be interesting people and characters that are going to come along. Uh, Murray Bartlett also was a, a surprise that I didn't expect who was just so lovely in the character that he was playing. Honestly, I, I think that's because they treat this thing like prestige. Um, like they didn't go in like, oh, it's just going to be a TV show. Um, I, I don't know if you get performances like that from uh, Nick Offerman or from anybody actually, if it's just treated like your your basic adaptation, right? But I think they treated this so much like a prestige show on the on the level of like Game of Thrones, high budget, um, and then we got so many good performances. I, to the show's credit, even though I know how most of the things are going to turn out, the the amount of suspense and tension that the show is able to create, like scene after scene, um, is so good. Like I am sitting at the edge of my seat, even though I kind of know where this this whole thing is going. And and that's like that's a hats off, lah. I mean, if you're able to do that, that's like oh my god, you are good at writing this. So. I um, am very, very spoiler neutral. Um, I, I generally don't care. I'm fine reading ahead and finding out what happens. And in the case of The Last of Us, I totally could. Like, I don't think that they're going to deviate so much from the game that I couldn't find out what happens. Um, but I've been really like, hey, hey, hey. <laughs> like, hold up, <laughs> you know, and, and it's a it's an interesting experience. Um, it's also an interesting experience watching something so tense because generally I don't like feeling tense um, over prolonged periods, which is what The Last of Us is. It's the longest episode. I think the pilot is an hour, 17 minutes. And then subsequently, there's another that's an hour and 12 minutes. And in each, no matter how 
quiet, and it is a quiet show, which is another thing. Uh, no matter how quiet things get, I'm like, so what? What's going to happen? Where is it? What's going on? And and it's a feat to not just do that and have you feel that, but also still want to return to it without thinking, you know what? I cannot. I'm, I'm quitting. Because it doesn't feel like it's playing you. It doesn't feel like it's cheating mm. you, right? Um, it's, it's sort of, the tenseness is real. Um, it it's great. The suspense is great. There's, I constantly find myself staring into the background of scenes, um, hoping something isn't going to pop out or something horrible isn't going to happen. Uh, but then when it does, it's so worth um, the, the putting up with the fear of it. Um, it's a perfectly paced show. It's, it's so, yeah, it's so perfectly paced. Um, without getting into like spoilers, right? And I, w- I won't answer this. Um, from, from this point, like the halfway mark, do you guys want to see more infected horror or do you guys want to see more character-driven or people-centric stuff? I know there's going to be more infected horror. They're teasing it already. I, I, I refuse to answer this question. It's a trap. <laughs> I will say, I will cheat and say, I think both. Um, because the show so far has managed the balance so well. If it goes on like this, I'm happy with both. Do you feel like the show want, uh, gets you or uh, makes you want to play the game? Because I've seen a couple of people tell me like they want to play the game now that they've seen like three episodes, four episodes of the show. I'm not a gamer, so maybe not. But I do want to do I do want to do that nerdy thing where you go look at like shots from the game and compare uh, it to scenes from the show. I've done it and it's lovely. It is a little bit rife with spoilers. Ah, okay. Yeah. Um yes. everyone maybe at the doing, end of the season. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um I would love to watch people play it. Um I, I'm a avid game watcher, so that that I enjoy. I feel like I've become too attached to the characters now, um, to kill them, which I would do if I were playing the game. They would die over and over again <laughs> and terribly. So so maybe not. Um, we're talking today about The Last of Us. We will return to the show um, at its conclusion because uh, for a fuller review of the entire season. But this is the halfway mark. We're at episode four. Let us know, have you been watching it as well? And do you like it? You can WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio and write to us at movies at bfm.my. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.